Today's sponsor is EveryPlate. Initially, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, that there were kind of a splurge. But as it turns out, EveryPlate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste, you know, like the bag of spinach that I throw out every single week. You can skip the store and let EveryPlate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. For me, in the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking. EveryPlate helps me do just that. Simple, stress-free recipes come together in just six steps and are ready in about 30 minutes or less. You can choose between 17 recipes that change every week and swap proteins and sides to your liking, so you can switch up dinner routines however you want. Every plate helps me experience more of my favorite things in life by saving me time and money, which means more money towards vacations, concerts, the list goes on. You can choose from classic plate, veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate preferences to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE179. Again, that's $1.79 per meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE179. Today's episode is sponsored by Somavetic. Somavetic is a device that combines an Eastern approach to health and wellness with modern day technology. If you have a lot of devices in your home, as most of us do, then there are hundreds of signals floating through the air at any given moment. This is called EMF, and some people are really sensitive to it and believe that it can cause some not great things in the body as a result of all of these free radicals bouncing around. If you're concerned with the unwanted influences of electromagnetic radiation or geopathic zones, you'll appreciate Somavetic. Somavetic devices rely on frequency therapies and the healing powers of precious and semi-precious stones and metals to create a natural energy field to harmonize your home. It does this through the controlled release of energy from precious and semi-precious stones. It creates a 360-degree field with a radius of 100 feet in all directions. The founder of Somavetic launched these devices in 2011 as a response to his own ongoing health struggles. After years of no success with Western medicine, he turned to traditional Chinese medicine and found a variety of healing properties with stones and minerals. After some time, he was able to heal his body and has helped others as well, and his experience inspired him to create Somavetic. If you're interested in mitigating EMFs and creating a harmonic field in your environment, these devices are a great solution, and they are beautiful. Each device is comprised of their own semi-precious stones with unique properties. Somavetic is a small company, and all products are handmade and hand-assembled in their Crystal Valley, in the Crystal Valley of the Czech Republic. If you want to try Somavetic, they have a 60-day money-back guarantee to let you try. Visit somavetic.com and use the code SELFIE for 10% off. That's S-O-M-A-V-E-D-I-C.com with the code SELFIE for 10% off. Hello, I'm Sarah James, a lifestyle blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast in the Life Listen Network about two women embarking on a self-care bender. We're both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet it's elusive. And while we may have all the information we need, we don't always get there. We want to explore different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious, looking at body, mind, and spirit, and also just some random talk that's thrown in there for good measure. We also also want to look at the defenses and distractions to keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, 
Well, we are here in Palm Springs. Sarah, James, and I are together. Yay! Um, which is rare. You know, um, if you listen regularly, you may know that we are normally recording remotely. Sarah lives in um, Oklahoma City, and I live in Orange County. Um, but we much prefer to record together. <laughs> it's so much, so much better. We can look at each other. Yes. We can read each other's cues. Um, and so we are here in Palm Springs. We came out for Alt Summit, which is a blogging conference. Um, and we are in our hotel room at the beautiful Suaro Hotel. Yes, which is absolutely adorable and so colorful. It's super cute. It's like a rainbow. It is like a rainbow. And we're kind of at the tail end of this conference. It actually yes. ended last night, and yes. I'm on my way back to Oklahoma City later today. So we are excited. We had a little bit of time yeah. to get together and talk about some topics. Of which today's are hangover cures and also an interview with Jane Mossbacker Morris, who's one of my favorites. She runs to the market. You're going to learn a lot about her. But first, a quick word about one of our sponsors. So our girls got to try Annie's Kit Clubs, which is a subscription for crafts. And I totally love this because I am not crafty and I really fail at buying the materials. <laughs> so do I. Oh my God. Like I'm I so bad. Totally fail. So bad. So they make it so easy for your kids to become makers and builders with their crafting and woodworking kits for kids around, I don't know, like ages seven to 12. So Malou made this adorable sand art thing that took her the whole day. And oh, Karis made that one too. She did. Oh my gosh, she loved it. Yes, it was like this little sand art. It came with three different art things. Yeah. Um, and they'd like you know put the sand on it and then shake it off. And same, it took her like yeah. an entire day. And she did it by herself. All by right. Herself. Keyword by herself. It is so awesome. You guys know how it is. Like you do a craft and you walk out of the room and five seconds later they're yelling for you and crying because they can't do it themselves. Right. So you're like, why, why, why are we doing this if yeah. you can't do it alone? Yeah. Exactly. That is what I love about Annie's kit clubs. They um they really figure out how to distill the instructions down for kids to understand. Um, they are easy for little hands, they're not too difficult. Um, and they're really cute. They make really cute stuff. India made an adorable little block letter thing Aww. for her room. Yeah. Very, really very fun. cute. Very cute. So they have two different options. You can choose from their Creative Girls Club, which are crafts projects, or they have a Young Woodworkers Kit, which is super cute. Both of them come with all the materials they need, illustrated, step-by-step instructions, um, so they can make crafts that they feel really good about. That's so cool. And it's great for weekends, summer days, holidays. It's just... When you want them to get away from the screen, perhaps. Yeah, so we have partnered with them um, to offer a great savings on your first shipment. So for 50% off the Young Workers Club or even better, 80% off the Creative Girls Club, you can visit annieskitclubs.com backslash life. Um, and you don't need a promo code. You just go annieskitclubs.com backslash L-I-F-E for 50% or 80% off. So let's get back to the topic at hand. This is coming at a very perfect time. Good well, timing. Yes, our topic today is <laughs> hangover cures, which is timely because Sarah and I might have overdid it just a smidge. Just a smidge. Over the weekend. On one particular evening that has happened to be the evening leading up to our keynote mm-hmm. talk here at the Alt Summit, which went very well. It, it was very well. fun. Um, so we powered through that, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we had a night where we went out to eat. I got a, car- I got a carafe of wine, which is more wine than you thought it, it would is. be. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was more than, um, a glass, 
And I thought, you know, it was about two glasses, but I'm really thinking it was more like three glasses, as Kristen can attest. And then we ended up at a local grocery store buying all (laughs) sorts of candy and chips. Oh, and then and we decided in our wisdom in that moment to get on Facebook and do a drunk yeah, Facebook yeah. on my Facebook page. So you guys can catch that if you would like. It is on Facebook.com backslash Rage Against, no, backslash Kristen Howerton. Well, I will just say, how about this? Since we like to embarrass ourselves at all times, we'll just link up to it on Selfie Podcast. Yes, I think we should. So you can check out the show's notes it and watch. 30 minutes of yeah. us blabbering and laughing yeah 38 minutes of us laughing hysterically at ourselves was it funny we don't really know but um it was was certainly fun for us it was funny certainly fun for us so um we thought maybe we should talk about these hangover cures if you know tried and true we need to because i gotta tell you that since i turned gosh probably 35 probably like you know seven years ago I just can't drink anymore. Yeah. Like I used to be able to without feeling sick the next day. Like really sick. Yeah. Yes. Not like, haha, I'm dragging a little bit, just like, oh, oh, I can't get out of bed. This really hurts. Absolutely. What is that? I don't know. That's definitely happened to me over into my 40s. Yeah. And I do feel like, honestly, 95% of the time, I'll have a hang, you know, headache and I don't feel great but I make mm-hmm. things happen but there right. are those occasional mornings where you just think um if I get out of my bed right now I might actually vomit oh totally yeah yeah, yeah. which is which is rough and there which are, is how I was kind of feeling as we presented our keynote so. you guys I will say that right before it was time for us to go up I Kristen kind of looked at me and she's like I don't my stomach is not it's a little off. And I thought, you know, I think I might vomit. And yeah. I, all of a sudden, it's just like the fear of going up in front of a lot of people mm-hmm. talking talking about self-care right. for online influencers, by the way. As we walk up hung over with, you know, the puffy eyes because we ate a whole bag of the um, kettle salt and fresh ground pepper chips Goodness. the night before. Delicious. Um, so delicious. So delicious. But yeah. So we didn't have time for hangover cures that morning because we just had, you know, we were working on fine-tuning the presentation. Oh, speak for yourself. I don't know if you remember, but Mm -hmm. I emptied the wine glass that I had been drinking out of the night before, (laughs) filled it with water, and plopped some Alka-Seltzer into that. I will say, Kristen is a fan of Alka-Seltzer. I I am. She had, and it was just so, she had it so effervescent in the wine glass sitting right in front. I'm like, ooh, what is that? Bubbly. She's like... No, it's Alka-Seltzer. Well, it is, you guys. It is my number one tip for hangover cures. First of all, well, no. Backing up. Back up. My number one tip is you've got to drink as much water as you drink alcohol, if not, like, way more. That's that's the number one tip. As you're drinking, alternate. One drink, one glass of water. One drink, same with me. You can't catch up on that the next morning. It has to be one for one. While you're drinking. Or even loading up the day up before you go out. Drinking a lot more than you normally do. Which, if you think about it, though, we did not follow our own advice. We were at that restaurant. We were drinking drinks, not wine. Uh, Yeah. Or, I mean, not water. Right. Then we came back here, and I don't think we drank any water. We didn't drink any water. No. We didn't have any water. Well, that's true. We're in, yeah. And then Sarah, I was drinking tap water. Sarah's like a snob. (laughs) I started pouring it into my cup and it did that thing where the sink kind of explodes mm. and shoots out. And I thought, I don't know if I can drink this water. But then, you know, I went ahead and grabbed a 
ridiculously priced bottle of water the $5 sitting here. Fiji five dollars. Taunt you with Ugh. because they know you're going to break down and drink it. But we did it. We we did it. We broke down. We drank it. So number one tip is for sure water. I mean that is that is the cause. Generally speaking, of hangovers is you're you've dehydrated yourself. Right. But my number two is for sure Alka-Seltzer. It settles the stomach. I will often drink it if I've drank too much. I will drink it that evening yes. as I'm going to bed. And then I will drink it when I wake up. It, it settles the stomach. It has a little bit of a painkiller in it. Yes. And I think it's super helpful. So like the analgesics helpful. going yes. on there. That is super helpful. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Sometimes I'm not one to take Advil a lot, you know, Motrin or Tylenol or whatever. But if I think it might be a particularly rough morning, I will get out of bed. Like the, the first moment I get out of bed, I go straight over. Yeah. Even if I know I'm going back to sleep, this could be like 4, 4.30 in the morning, 5.30 in the morning. Take two Advil. Yes. Take a huge swig yes. of water and go back to sleep. Yeah. That's been relatively helpful. Now, have you ever used homeopathy? No, but I've heard of some kind of a powder you can take. Well, these are just the little pellets. Okay. You know, so if you go to Whole Foods or wherever and they have that entire wall of all the homeopathy with all the little vials with the pellets, there's one called, I'm, I'm going to butcher this because I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's called Nux Vomicum. And it's specific. That sounds terrible. I, 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 I know. Does it not? Yeah. But it's specifically for hangovers. And I'll have to just go ahead and give you a little backstory of how I found out about this. I was in LA last year for a one of my best friend's 39th birthday. And we went, Dan, we had, it was three girls. We had such a good time. We went to three different bar slash dance clubs. I think I saw this movie. <laughs> Um, ended up dancing till five Did you in the kill morning. A stripper? We did. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to bring that part up, but yes, we killed a stripper. But no. So we, uh, danced all night. We went to bed at 5 a.m. that Good morning. Good Lord. Which is just not something that happens to me normally. Yeah. This is a once in five year occurrence. So what happened was we got up around nine, wanted to go eat at my favorite place in L.A., I went with two other girls. I actually was feeling pretty good. Now, I will say I do think it probably was. I was slightly inebriated still. <laughs> you were still um, a little drunk. Still a little drunk. And I ordered a cappuccino from this place, which I'd like to point out that I don't drink caffeine. No, you don't. I don't. I haven't for over 10 years. And I sat down with my girlfriends, and it was a – I forgot the name of it, but it's, it's, it's the Mexican cappuccino that has that certain – spice in it yeah. that makes it very cinnamon yeah, and yeah. and I felt pretty good and I took one sip of this you know highly potent espresso with cinnamon sip <laughs> and it it was devastating to oh my boy. psyche and oh my boy. body I felt the mouth start watering yeah. uh, I was in one of the hottest eateries in LA on a Sunday morning oh for gosh. brunch and both of my girlfriends looked at me and said you your your face is white. Oh my gosh! And I thought I go. I'm gonna throw up at this table. And I was mortified. I ran to the bathroom. I actually did not throw up, but I have never felt so bad in my life. So anyway, point being, I didn't eat any of my food that I was just I had been longing for for months before coming to out to LA. Just sat there feeling horrible. When we left, my girlfriend, who's very into homeopathy, was like, "You have to try this Nux Vomicum. I'm gonna go into Whole Foods myself, and I'm gonna get it for you." And I'm like. I cannot believe for a second that some stupid little pellet under my tongue is going to make me feel any better. 
Well, I have to say, I, I took it and I felt so much better. Okay, next, we're going to have Look to, that. we'll link this up. Yeah, Nox we'll, Vomican, because I don't I think know, oh, I like, found it. Yeah. I sell it on Amazon. Oh, there you go. We will link we up will to link this. We will link it up to selfiepodcast.com, because I'm totally buying this. If, oh, you know what's really funny, Sarah? What? When you pull up Nux Vomica <laughs> on Amazon, yeah. um, in the related searches is Alka-Seltzer. Oh, see? So there so, might be a some sort of similarity yeah. between those two. So I, I think you take between five and 10 of the pellets, put them underneath your tongue, let them dissolve, and you can take it up to three to five times a day. I don't know. All of a sudden, I ended up spending a great day in LA that day when I really thought I was going to die. So, so funny. It worked well, and it has worked since, although I will say there's never been a point since that time, almost a year ago, that I felt like that. Yeah, that was that was rough. Okay, let me ask you this question. Yes. Uh, because I think we've gone through pretty much all of our cures. We have nothing else. Right. Tylenol or Advil, water, Vomica, water, Alka-Seltzer. Yes. Pray. Pray or, which is the hardest thing to do, take a walk. Really? Oh, I have found, and man, I have got to slog through them sometimes. But if you get outside in that the fresh air, sense. and I'm not saying going on a five mile, like pump your arm walk, but walking around the block once, just like getting your body moving, yeah. getting your system moving, it starts metabolizing faster, getting that out of the body. I feel like that's helpful too. But you know, if it's a really rough morning, that's really hard to get yourself outside and going on a walk. Well, how do you feel like when you wake up with a hangover, do you feel like you need to eat or not eat? Because I know people have different different feelings on that. And it all depends on the hangover. Sometimes all I want is the greasiest spoon meal ever. Yes. Give me bacon, hash browns, um, eggs, like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I adore that but then sometimes no we can't see my husband's very much like if he can't if he eats anything he will go down he'll have to get back into bed see I'm the opposite and I was like this when I had morning sickness too when I'm nauseous I feel like I need my stomach to be full of something no that makes sense and generally if I have a hangover I want yeah I want a breakfast like like I want hash browns and eggs no exactly (laughs) like a greasy kind of like stick to your like something that's gonna absorb it Yes, I yeah. completely agree, and usually that works well for me. Um, there's nothing worse. You know when you're so hungry that you are, you feel nauseous and you can't decide on what you want to eat, and you just sit there flailing because yes. your blood sugar is so low? Yes. And then you throw a hangover on the top of that, uh, and it's just... Yeah, we've all been there. Oh, That's my That's what goodness. room service is for, that hangovers. Is, yes. So you don't have to leave before you get that in your gut. That is so true. Okay, have you found... Here's a question. Have you found that the type of alcohol you drink... Affects the hangover versus oh, yeah. non-hangover. Yes. Yes. And I I feel like I know what you're going to say. Well, wine hurts the head wine. the most. Yeah, wine is the, is the worst. Wine is where I feel like I can't even fully open my eyes in the morning. Because yeah. my head, I mean, Kristen and I both suffer from migraines. Yeah. And even my neurologist told me, he said, honestly, wine is okay if you're not in the midst or even the pro-dormal period of a migraine. But if there is any... Mm-hmm. indication that you might be having a migraine soon to not, not drink, drink the wine. wine. I didn't know that. Yes. He was very anti that. So yeah, wine just makes my head feel horrible or mixing alcohol. And you know, you for the, think for is the, that really I, a thing? I, I do. I think it is a thing. I thought it was kind of a myth too, but I find if I go out and I just kind of had like maybe a beer, maybe um, a gin and tonic, you know, gin and soda, and then it just isn't good. 
But I don't know. And beer makes my tummy hurt in the morning. No, I'm sitting here like really thinking about this. I don't drink beer at all. I hate beer. But I have found that wine makes my hangover way worse. And oh, can yeah. sometimes even give me a headache in the middle of drinking it or that evening like yes. as I lay down for bed. So there is this product called Just the Wine, and it um, comes in this little dropper thing. It actually looks a lot like an eyedropper, you know, like saline. Weird. And it adjusts the level of sulfites. Sulfites? Is that what it is? Sulfates? Sulfates. That's the thing in the wine that makes everyone have a headache. Right. So it neutralizes those with, like, science magic. And you put it in your wine while you're drinking it, and supposedly um, it can keep that headache away. Okay, I'm looking into that. Yeah, I have some. I have some at home. And they're six bucks a bottle. We'll link up to That's them on so Selfie Podcast. But yeah, I mean, huh. cheap, easy fix to try. Okay, yeah. Um, I keep it I keep it literally right there with my wine glasses to remind myself. To That's super in. smart. I will definitely yeah. give that a try because wine is, it can be the worst. I know. The worst. I know. It's hard. We've talked a lot about skincare on the show and specifically tretinoin. If you're not familiar, it's a retinoid, which is an active vitamin A derivative that's used to improve the texture, tone, and appearance of the skin. Today's sponsor, Dear Brightly, has a product called Night Shift, and tretinoin is the active ingredient in Night Shift. This is the only FDA-approved retinoid for treating photoaging, which is premature skin aging due to long-term sun exposure. Tretinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone, and big pores. Tretinoin can only be acquired through a prescription, but it's 20 times more potent than the -the over-the-counter retinol products. It's one of the most well-researched ingredients with over 50 years of research behind it for both acne and photoaging. I had a chance to try Night Shift, and I'm really liking it. I have the unfortunate experience of having both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time, and it's great for both. I have seen my fine lines decreasing. I've seen my skin tone looking better, and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great, but a dermatology-grade retinoid is even better. Night Shift is their dermatologist-formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them, then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription, if applicable, and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. So when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones, and they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So with two girls learning how to shave their legs right now, I am committed to making sure that they have good quality razors. Guys, I was probably well into my 30s before I realized the difference a quality razor makes. Today's sponsor is Athena Club. They have great razor kits that we have been using in our house for a couple months. The razor blades are awesome. They are surrounded by this water-activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so you get a silky smooth shave that actually leaves your skin soft and hydrated as opposed to stripped dry. And their blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily so you don't have to make a ton of passes going over and over the skin to remove the hair. Fewer passes means less irritation to your skin, which cuts down on razor burn and ingrown hairs. 
The razor kit is only $9 with free shipping and it comes with two blade cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral, but what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white, pastel, neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their cloud shave foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. So you guys need to let us know too. I know someone out there has got some great hangover remedies. So leave us a comment on selfiepodcast.com and let us know what you do. Okay, Kristen, I have a question for you. What do you do with all of your photos? Oh, I just leave them on my phone, Sarah. What do you do with yours? <laughs> um, yeah, it's in my phone. I have so many pictures on my phone and then I will take them off my phone and put them on a laptop where they will live. In fact, (laughs) Jim Gaffigan does a really funny routine about how um, we all just have old laptops that are full of photos. Like, oh, that's the that's the Disney trip laptop. That's so true. I do try to keep my very favorite photos in an online file that I can access all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, For those really favorite photos that you have, you've got to check out Canvas people. They print all of your favorite photos on Canvas, and they're really unique, and they're really, really lovely. Um, I've used them at Christmas for my grandparents. You know, grandparents, aunts and uncles, they always love the photos. Oh, yeah. I actually, I also used Canvas people because they they gave us a really generous offer that they are also offering again today. Yes. Um, But I also use them, and I bought them for a couple friends, too, because who doesn't love their own photos stretched out onto a canvas? So their prints are like pieces of art. They are clean lines, really minimal. They look good with any decor. Yes. I mean, we we both love them, and we know you're going to love Canvas people, too. So we have a special code that you can use to get an 11 by 14 canvas people print for free. This is a $69 value and all you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. So to get your own 11 by 14 canvas people print for free, just visit canvaspeople.com, upload your photo and enter the special code, which is selfie. This is a special limited time offer, so go today. Again, canvaspeople.com and use the code SELFIE when you check out to get your free print. All right, well, we're going to chat with, we're super excited to be chatting with Jane Mossbacher-Morris. She runs a company called To The Market. She's here in Palm Springs for the same conference we were at, and when we found out we were here, we grabbed her and stalked her oh, and I said, love come talk Jane. to us. I, I love Jane. Thanks for joining us, Jane. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I love To The Market. How, I mean, how many years is, I'm trying to think, how many years has it been? So we launched to the market at, uh, in November, 2014. So it's wow. been like just over three years. Yeah. Yeah. So for those that. of our listeners who don't know what okay. to the market is, give us a, a rundown. 
Stick to the market is amazing. Well, we know that. <laughs> um, so, to the market is all about bringing product that's produced around the world mm-hmm. by vulnerable communities. Yeah. To consumers and businesses here in the U.S. and then hopefully, you know, expanding from there mm-hmm. who are interested in ethically made product that has a social impact. Yeah. yeah. So our whole mission is how do we take the incredible purchasing power that exists in the U.S. Yeah. and turn even a tiny percentage of that to source product from communities that traditionally have not been a part of the formal economy, mm-hmm. which literally means like they have been operating in like a very local or maybe, you know, maybe national meaning selling within their own country, but mm-hmm. not selling abroad. Right. And really not um, being able to participate in the supply chains of like big business. Meaning mm-hmm. like if you think about like where coffee and chocolate is now, right? So like now we can go into Starbucks and we can see that Starbucks is working with small and medium batch producers Mm -hmm. around the world that they have invested in. doesn't necessarily mean financial investment, but just through their purchasing power said, it's important to us as a business to engage you all and for us to support what you're doing through purchasing power. And also through that, we're going to set some guidelines around um, how you operate, meaning from a social standpoint, from a wage standpoint, but also environmentally. And then because it costs a little bit more for us to engage that type of producer mm-hmm. instead of like a huge Finca, which is essentially like the, the factory equivalent of, mm-hmm. of a coffee producer, mm-hmm. we're going to communicate that premium to the consumer. Uh-huh. Who's then then is going to be really excited about the fact that we have such a transparent supply chain, right? That we have really invested in small and medium batch producers, and that now there's that sort of rich storytelling component to that. Mm-hmm. So our vision is, gosh, the agriculture sector is the largest economy in the developing world. It's number one. Number two is artisan industry. And I like, didn't know that. Yeah, like nobody knows that, no. including myself. Before wow. I like learned wow, about wow. this space. And yet we don't know that because there hasn't been somebody like a Starbucks mm-hmm. who okay. said, we want to tap into this un, like inefficient, meaning it's not being engaged, production capacity, skill set, mm-hmm. desire to work that mm-hmm. exists within the artisan industry and, uh, and work with them so that they can be our producers instead of just traditional factory makers. Right. So that's really what To The Market is doing. And in the process, we are supporting jobs for communities Absolutely. that traditionally so amazing. have really yeah. had a hard time finding economic opportunity, which is like why we're doing it. And so when people buy from To The Market, they know that the person who made those goods was paid a fair wage, was working in you know, ethical conditions, mm-hmm. all those kinds of things. Exactly. I mean, our whole, our whole sort of battle cry is this idea that all of the products are not only made by vulnerable communities. Mm -hmm. So you have that element, but that they're also made ethically, which is Mm -hmm. exactly what you spoke about. It's that you're looking at, you know, fair wages and safe working conditions. Mm -hmm. And then we're constantly trying to layer on additional pieces. Like how can we use more upcycled materials? How can we, yeah. I mean, like how can we reduce the environmental footprint or add a different, like additional eco layers. Mm-hmm. So right. it's really cool. So what kind of, so people will know, like what kind of products do you carry? What? 
Yeah. So it's super cool. So we have um, products that we have available to consumers and then we do a ton of production for like for corporations and for brands too, which is really fun. So on the consumer side, which is like to the market.com, that's Mm -hmm. our, where, you know, we've worked together. Um, It's everything from like really cool leather bags to like um, traditional um, sorry throws that are Mm -hmm. upcycled and then over dyed and natural dyes and then stitched by human trafficking survivors. I mean, so it's oh, that's amazing. It's yeah. so cool. It's jewelry, it's bag, it's, it's home goods. So it's really like and very it's giftable. Cute. Yeah. yeah. Very, it's giftable. very well curated. Yeah. You, you know, I, we try. I we mean, do. we definitely like, try. We do a great job. Well, because we always want, I mean, the idea is like we don't want pity purchases. Right. No. Right. right. And I mm-hmm. feel like, I mean, the stuff you guys carry looks like anthropology. I mean, it's, it's very fashion forward, it's really giftable. Like I have so this adorable set of cloth napkins and mm-hmm. wood napkin holders from mm-hmm. you guys. I have an amazing purse. I get so many good comments, like nice leather purse. I mean, it's really, you know, on the materialistic level, yeah. it's really cute stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It really is cute stuff. And, and by the way, we will link to all we of will. this on selfiepodcast.com yeah. so you guys can go mm-hmm. ahead and check out these amazing goods. So Super cute stuff. It has to be. I mean, it has to be the same quality or better than yeah. what we would find at like a traditional retailer because no pity purchases. I mean, the, the artisans, the ethical mm-hmm. producers in our supply chain, they don't want your pity. Like yeah. they are interested in your business because yeah. they're makers. So they don't that's want great. anybody to that's be cool. buying something from them yeah. just because something that's happened to them. Right. Meaning like, Oh, you're a survivor. So I'll buy from you just because I feel sorry for you. No, they want to feel like they're mm-hmm. your equal. They yeah. are a maker. They're producing something mm-hmm. beautiful that you want to yep. spend your hard earned money on. Right. Like to have what they create. So I'm really impressed with, you know, what these artisan groups are continually like turning out. Yeah. And then for our um, corporations that we work with, even like nonprofits we work with, we work with like American Red Cross and Every Mother Counts and mm-hmm. Forte Foundation and One Campaign. It's the same sort of idea of like, how do we look at products you guys are buying for things that you probably haven't thought about, like your t-shirts with your logo on it for like your Habitat for Humanity Day build or like your conference totes. How can we have those products also be made by Mm -hmm. our ethical producers? And oh, by the way, it's such a better story if I'm like running a women's conference to say, Mm -hmm. and these bags are made by vulnerable women. Like that's a no brainer. So that's been really fun because that gives a lot of scale to some of our producers who haven't had it previously because these are you know thousand ten thousand plus unit orders i mean sometimes they're small we work with small and big but i mean that's a way for some of our producers Mm -hmm. to have a lot of economic opportunity which i totally love Yeah. yeah so i mean how did you get into this It's so funny. Like I worked in retail in high school and was like so bad. I hated it so much. Like I literally (laughs) remember remember those days myself. Like (laughs) I really, like I'm so type A and like so diligent about being like a good like worker bee. But I remember like, like one of my managers was like, you asked to leave early too many times. And I was like, like two, two retail boutiques in Houston, Texas, where I'm from. And Taylor. Oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. I love Manager. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Wore my trash suits. Perfect. Like, you know, I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it oh, so yeah. much. So, like, I, if somebody had told me then that, like, oh, you'll be, like, in the, like, retail space, I would have been, like, oh, no. <laughs> no <laughs> way. <laughs> but, I mean, as you guys know, I was really passionate about international development, international security. 
um, went to Georgetown to focus on those topics and then ended up being at the State Department for quite a while, working on national security issues and really was focusing on women in security mm-hmm. and ended up interacting with just so many talented people around the world that were like, we don't have enough power because we don't have enough access to capital. Like, totally. it, like yeah. it's, it's like, it's about, I've been saying this like the entire time I've been here, like it's about like dollar dollar bills, meaning yeah. like yeah. we were doing these like women's empowerment training and they were saying like, look, this is amazing for us to have these skill sets, but mm-hmm. oh, by the way, like if I advocate for something and I don't have any cash to put behind it, even right. if it's like within my yeah. own family unit, like mm-hmm. meaning like I advocate for girl staying in school, but like, I can't, I don't have the cash if my Mm -hmm. husband or whoever it is decides like, no, she's going to go work to say, no, I'm going to put her through school then if it's not important to you. Uh I mean, it just was like so clear to me, like time and time again, that people ultimately really wanted access to capital via the opportunity to work, the dignity of work. Yeah. Right. And so I went on this like crazy journey of like trying to figure out like, oh, well then what would I do to help generate economic opportunity for these communities, learned about the artisan industry, like was watching all the trends around like all of us now wanting like organic products or like, you know, ethically produced products, wanting a more like Mm -hmm. story rich background for like what we wear, Mm -hmm. not just what we drink and eat. And was like, gosh, there's this like amazing capacity and around the world of like beautiful, beautiful products. And there's this incredible demand of people like wanting this stuff, like shoot, like let's connect the dots here. So incredible. That's so cool. Who would have known? So how does that play out in your personal life? Yeah. You know, I mean, we're talking self-care and Mm -hmm. you are like, you're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. You're also, you know, I mean, I feel like you're a philanthropist in a way, you know, you're doing all of this good. You've got a globally scaled Mm -hmm. business. Yeah. I mean, it's been super interesting. So when I look back at 2017, I really realized that I was doing too much and Mm -hmm. like truly was not like I really, really ran myself down. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where I like when I looked at why I kept saying yes to stuff and I still struggle with this, like I seriously struggle with this. Like I felt like if like if it was a good thing to do, meaning like if it was like a kind thing to do that I should say yes. Right. Like even if I'm 100 percent underwater, like Uh can't sleep, like dying Uh that I like if somebody said like, hey, can you do a call with me to like give me advice? I'd be like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, and Mm -hmm. I still feel that way. Like that's my tendency because it hurts my feelings when people tell me no. Mm -hmm. But what ended up happening is like I constantly felt like I didn't have enough time for my marriage for like my own self-care for like the business. I mean, it just, Mm -hmm. it's really something that when I look back at 2017, I was like, gosh, like that whole like mantra that we talk about, about like putting on the oxygen, oxygen mask first, like it truly was like, Mm -hmm. I was like living it. I mean, I was running myself into the ground and I think ultimately was not as effective as I normally am, like anything because I was doing that. And that is a hard lesson to learn that just because something would be a good thing to do doesn't mean it's the right thing or the right time to do or it. the good thing for you to do. Totally. Yeah. I mean, like oh. I have like such a guilt thing about yeah. being like, like I'm a person of faith. So I'm always like, oh, well, like, like 
if I serve others, like that's actually like better mm-hmm. than serving myself. Mm-hmm. Like in my mind, I'm like, that's mm-hmm. like more important. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter if mm-hmm. I'm like literally look like I've aged 300 years and now I have to wear like <laughs> right. stage I'm gonna makeup yeah. instead yeah. of like right. tinted moisturizer. And now I have to do like spray paint on my face. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, but this is like the right thing. Yeah, exactly. It's total martyr. And like, and my mom, like who's like so, so super awesome and is just a wonderful source of advice for me, like really really has helped me see mm. like this idea that you can be kind to others mm-hmm. and um, treat them, you know, with love and respect, but also let them know like that you don't have the bandwidth that you totally mm-hmm. wish that you did at mm-hmm. the moment to right. assist them yeah. and point them in a d- another direction. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm really, really trying to work through that. I can really relate to that because when I started my blog, Um, it was pretty focused on adoption. And so I have a lot of adoptive or prospective adoptive families that follow. And for a long time, I became sort of this advice source for prospective adoptive families. And I do get probably once a day an email from someone asking me, I live in Michigan, what agency should I use? Or, you know, I'm looking into adopting from Haiti, what's the best, you know, And for a long time, I would just drop everything and answer all those emails. And a lot of it was like, here, let me Google this for you. Right, right. But I really felt like I wanted to empower and equip anyone who wanted to adopt because that was my life's calling. And and then I realized, like, if I spent all that time doing that, I didn't have time to write the blog or, more importantly, parent my own adopted children. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so I finally had to create a boundary that, like, I... I can't answer everyone's adoption related questions. And I put that on my website, like here are some resource places to go. But I felt so much guilt, like who do I think I am that I can't stop and help these people, which is my heart's beat, you know? Um, But sometimes you have to kind of scale back and look at the big picture and like, who am I here to help? Because I can't help everyone. Totally. It's like a time right now to let the listeners know about the way you do email and that you're, you're kind of the canned email responses you have. I do. And that was a big step in self-care. So tell them about that. Yeah. So I, in my Gmail, I have, um, you can do canned responses where you can just write something up and then have a title for it. And so when someone asks me adoption related questions, I have an email that I already wrote. So I don't have to think about being nice and diplomatic every single time I get that email that just explains like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Don't have time to answer all these questions, but here are, you know, here's all these resources. And then I have one for, um, the people who want to take me to lunch and pick my brain about blogging, mm-hmm. yes. which again, it's like at the beginning, I would have sat down with anyone. Absolutely. Me too. But now it's like, I can't do that. And then I have the canned response for the people that want to, you know, sit down and talk about divorce or, you know, whatever it is. And it's, I hate that I don't have the bandwidth to do all that, but I don't. You don't. Not if I want to be a good mom and put food on my table. Right. Exactly. Totally. I mean, it is so, it is such a challenge, like balancing. And I totally relate to you being like, who do I think I am? I mean, it's like, you really have time for this. Totally. But I was listening to a really interesting message and the person like talking about this idea of like how to love others from afar Mm -hmm. was essentially like what, like if you are, are spending time with people that like you don't really have time to spend with, or like, aren't really part of your like what you should be spending your time with right now, like you could literally like miss your destiny. Ooh. Meaning like Mm. it's more like it's more than just, and like he was saying it from a faith-based perspective, but like his point was like, you can love people from afar and be kind to people. Like Mm -hmm. saying no is not necessarily an un- 
kind right. thing. Right. Right. Like you can say it in a kind way, a way. but yeah. like you, this idea of like you constantly helping people like in a way that's not strategic, mm-hmm. like you literally could miss your serious calling, right. like the like real the calling. Totally. Yeah. Which to yeah. me, I was like, okay, that actually resonates for me because like, it makes me feel less guilty because right. it makes me really understand like, I really do need to focus if I feel like I have like a clear mission. Yeah. Right. Like that I need to really, really allow myself to be mission focused and feel good about that. Yeah. Because yeah. the mission is good. Well, and Absolutely. I think we forget about being kind to ourselves. We're always worried about, am exactly. I going to come off mean? And, you know, and it is kind of that martyr thing of like, well, I haven't had any moment for self-care, but yes, I'll go to coffee with you right? so that you can get a business plan for me that you could probably read in a book, you know? Yeah. Um, but just learning to be kind to ourselves first. Right. Okay. That's okay to do that. And it is a domino effect too. I mean, it really does work in that way. If you're, if Mm -hmm. you're good to yourself, take care of yourself. It's it's going to filter down through the people that you love and around you, but it's hard. I mean, especially I look at, I'm looking at the three of us right now and I'm just like, we're all very, we're wired, very similar, you know, and it's good stuff done. It's it's hard. So what did you do? What did you do last year when you, you know, realized you were in this space? What did you put into practice that kind of shifted things for you? So the practice, like, I really didn't realize it until December. Mm. Like, it really, like, I had so much going on. Like, w- our business was scaling. Um, we were taking on investors. We, and I was writing a book. I had, a, my, like, I had to turn in my manuscript second week of January. Like, wow. so I was writing the book, oh, raising Lord. money, and, wow. like, scaling the business. And it really was not until, like, December that I was, like, I literally, like, I'm not joking, I'm so tired. I feel like I can't speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I would literally lay in bed and, and literally get out of bed, like on the weekends, not joking. I would get out of bed to eat and then I would go back in bed and sleep. Mm, I'm wow. not saying, and like, I was not depressed. Right. I was exhausted, exhausted, exhausted. Yeah. deeply, deeply exhausted. Yeah. I mean, just sleep, get literally wake up, eat, mm-hmm. go back to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was so fascinating. And really, it wasn't until the end of December that, like, I started, you know, talking to people that I trust because I I tend to be super private and, like, people assume that I'm hyper, like, self-sufficient. And so, mm-hmm. like, I'm not somebody that people are like, how are you? How are you? Right, right, <sighs> right. So everybody just assumed I was, like, honky-dory. And so I, like, turned to some of my most trusted sources, including my mother, and was like, I am deeply exhausted and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so that's really where, like, I've begun in 2018, like, a couple of things. One is um, lower volume, higher impact is, like, Mm. one of my, like, mantras. Like, lower volume, higher impact. Like, how do I really think about activities that are going to produce more and doing fewer Mm -hmm. of them? Mm -hmm. Um, Which ultimately, like, actually makes a ton of sense, like, as it relates to scaling a business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I really had to sort of have that like concept in my mind, you know, because like I was sort of like cookie monster. Do you know what I mean? Right, I was like, yeah. oh, mom, mom, all <laughs> totally. opportunity. Good. I yeah. eat all, like, you know, like, <gasps> and then, you know, it's like then cookie monster, like weighs 400 pounds and right, like can't right. get out of like, can't get out of bed. Well, mm-hmm. okay. That was like me with like business. I was like, I will do every order. I will do like, you know, our, like we will say yes to everything. I will speak at oh, every conference goodness. that I like, totally. right, and right. then you're like, Completely, completely. Yeah. So that was like one of the big things. Another thing that I'm still really trying to figure out is, you know, because, and, you know, you all are entrepreneurs too. Like when you're an entrepreneur and everybody listening knows this, like if you want to scale your business, it never turns off. 
It never, yeah. ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever turns off. And if you don't decide, like Maura, um, Maura Aaron's melee um, was speaking yesterday about this idea of like, she set a very clear revenue goal of what she needed mm-hmm. to make a mm-hmm. month. And she, like, she would not go over, like she did not That's pursue amazing. to go over that. Yeah. Right. That so she's is, like, yeah. she needed Fantastic. that a month to like run the business and feel really good about it. And like, mm-hmm. that was it. Yeah. Right. And so for me, I'm sort of like, Okay, how do I how do I set boundaries mentally mm-hmm. where I'm going to not be on technology for all of Saturday? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even going to look at my email. Like yeah. truly not not just not respond. I mean right. like not see what's sitting in my feed totally. because it's going to trigger this like anxiety oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Like totally. so that's something that I'm starting that's and then amazing. It's that's hard. It is I don't know so if I can do hard. that. It's I really, really don't. hard. It's super hard because my husband is also like such a hard worker mm-hmm. and like he, I guess, doesn't feel like he needs to do that yet. And so he will work like, yeah, I, that's like my husband and I too. Yeah. yeah and yeah. like, but I, I'm like really trying to force myself to be disciplined. Yeah. And another thing that I realized I was doing in 2017 and which I didn't do in 2018 for a vacation. And it was literally like one of the best vacations I've ever taken and certainly the best since I started to the market is when I would go on quote vacation previously, I would just work from a pretty place. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I would just be like, yeah, I'm on vacation. I'm in Miami. I'm like, look, working on my laptop, looking at the beach. Well, like then I would come back and I'd be just as tired. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, vacation for the vacation. Totally. Like loving my view, but like Mm -hmm. still, exhausted and actually literally be like, I don't know why I'm so tired. I just got back from Miami. <laughs> right. And it's like, because you didn't like, you didn't you did, rest. You didn't. Yeah. You rest. didn't rest. Right. And so like I, when I turned in my book manuscript, I went to Mexico for a full week, which like in the scheme of things actually isn't even that much, but for me it was huge. Yeah. I'd only oh, taken that's long that's weekends. A lot. That's a lot. Right. Yeah. To run your own business. Yeah. And I literally like essentially didn't work. And I like came back feeling like a new woman. Yeah. And it really was like such a reminder. It's like when you start working out again, when you haven't worked out, Mm -hmm. where you're like, why did I forget how like important this is? Or like, why did I forget like how good this makes me feel? Like, why would I ever not do this? Totally. So for you, it's a lot about discipline. It really it is. is like, mm-hmm. and it's like the opposite discipline. The do discipline you know I mean? is slowing right. down. Yes. Yeah. The discipline totally. is slowing down. Totally. Which I think, like anybody who's like type A mm-hmm. or like neurotic or like really focused on scaling, mm-hmm. like it's a real, real struggle because yeah. it yeah. it really can create you know, serious, serious impacts on your health and your well being. Totally. Oh, yeah. We know. We know. <laughs> Preaching to the choir. I know. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Jane. I mean, you are a real inspiration to me, honestly. I have loved you since the day I met you and you do such good work. Yeah. And yeah, we're just so happy to have you. Yeah. And we are going to be linking up um, to the market products and Mm -hmm. their website on selfiepodcast.com, or you can just check it out directly at tothemarket.com. Thanks ladies. All right, that's it for today. Next week, we are talking about self-care in the online world, and we will also be interviewing Kelly Beal, who's the founder of Design Crush, and she'll be telling us about her own little self-care ritual. Thanks for joining us. Continue the selfie conversation with us on Instagram at at selfiepodcast and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash selfiepodcast. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. 
Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. A huge thanks to Shepherd Audio for our intro music. Take care.